Now, I want to quickly ask the question, you know, I've, I, I spend a lot of time with preachers and uh, know what's going on in churches. Churches do this. Last Sunday, there wasn't enough space in this place. And so every second week, there's a, a new group of people coming in and the church world is turning and changing. And I want to say this, it is absolutely changing. I believe that the way that we had church, uh, we will not have no more because there's a big, and please hear me right now, there's a big, big shaking coming to the body of Christ and it's already happening right now. Yeah. I, I, spoke, I spoke a couple of weeks ago and I said the Lord spoke to me and he said he's, there's a lot of generals of God going home that the Lord is taking and then a new generation must rise up. But a new generation, it's not going to be like you think it's going to be. I believe that it's, and I've prophesied this before, and I, somebody told me yesterday, uh, you have to be a prophet to prophesy these things. I said, do you have to get a Bible? Read your Bible. Paul says all can prophesy. Pastors can prophesy. Evangelists can prophesy. Apostles can prophesy. Help me out. Teachers can prophesy. You can prophesy. All right? You just, you, if, if, if Jesus gives you a word, you release the word. That's it. Hallelujah. That's it. So there's a, there's a, a division coming to the true church and the false church. Because people are so blind. What people call the spirit today is totally flesh. And what's, what is totally spirit, people call totally flesh. People don't know how to differentiate between the two, but there will come the time, and I believe it's going to happen. It's already here. It's, it's already in the role. Why, why is this happening? Because I said, I, I don't want to go into too much details, but I, I flew down to Durban the other day just to sit with a preacher, just to sit with him and, and, and show him the love of Jesus, which the body of Christ clearly does not. And I just showed him the love of Christ. And you know what he said to me? He said, I've never been good to you my whole life. Why are you good to me? He says, the people that have been good for my whole life is not good for me. Why are you good for me? I said, the only reason why I'm good for you is because I want to show you and tell you that Jesus loves you. He loves you far above your fault. And there's something in you that the devil hates. And it's time for you to stand up and say, devil, this is where I draw the line. And I'm fighting back. I'm not going to lay down. Uh, come on, I'm not going to lay down. And I said, I'm here just to revive some faith on the inside. Listen, you don't even know this. That I think it was Friday night. He said, if it haven't been for you coming to me, I don't know if I've ever been back in ministry. He said, just for you stepping your feet here is a sign that God is still in the business of answering prayers. And he's still in the business of restoration and restoring. And I said, I said to the Lord, Lord, if, if I be the man in this nation that will bring forth a shaking in the body of Christ, let it be. Because you know what? I'm not a wimp and I, I will say this boldly. I'm a man of valor and a man of zeal and a man of fire. And I'll say it as it is. But the, the whole church system is coming down. What do you mean, Vessel? We're going to go back to the church of Acts. We're going to see how God moved and worked in the church of Acts. That's what's going to happen. And I declare this in the name of Jesus. It will start at Faith City Centurion, and it will move over to Faith City Johannesburg. And come on, I declare in the name of Jesus. Come on, it will spread around the world. Hallelujah. Come on, if you believe that, I want you to understand, if you believe what I'm just telling you right now, I want you to jump to your feet and say, Lord, I will be part of the remnant in Jesus' name. I will be part of the remnant. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, just a quick a few announcements. Tonight at 5 p.m. we launch Faith City in Johannesburg in an area called Reimsig at a venue called Ramkiki. So if you have family, friends in Johannesburg, 
please invite them, even you, if anybody wants to come and support us tonight in Johannesburg, Johannesburg, God already spoke to me. Johannesburg, we're going to have a good problem. The venue will be too small. I believe with all my heart there's a revival stirring in this nation. Oh, among the true church of Jesus Christ. Not those who's playing games. Not the, do you know how many counterfeits there is in this nation today when it comes to the gift of God? I sat with a guy last week and I rebuked him. I said, you know what? You've got no character and yet you want to preach to God's people. Shame on us. I said, shame on us. This is why the body of Christ is in such, in such turmoil as it is today because people's got gifts but no character. And let me just quickly throw this in free of charge. If there's no character, it means there's no love of God. It means you build your own kingdom. And I see a couple of faces that I maybe won't see next week, but that is fine. I'm not here to preach you happy. You are not coming to this building so that you can feel good. You're coming to this building to have an encounter with a living God and to be changed forevermore. Hallelujah. Woo. I'm just starting now, okay. So just, uh, so we, we start tonight at 5 p.m. And then I want to ask uh, quickly, this is what we're going to start to do from, from this venue and also in Johannesburg. We want to ask people that, will, that loves to volunteer. So we need you to volunteer once a month. So what do you volunteer for? All right, I'm going to tell you. Some of you, you volunteer. Listen, I will be the one who greets people at the door this, this, this month. Next month, maybe you want to sweep the, uh, sweep the kitchen. I'm just giving you an example. Yeah, you play an usher, whatever. We need volunteers, people that would like to volunteer. Uh, and, and like I said, you can volunteer once a month, just once a month. If you want to, no strings attached, no pressure. If you say, I want to do something more for the Lord, you can put your name on the list. Um, we'll ask Mari just to get everybody's names. And then um, I'll get one of the guys to, to get in contact with you. And then, so every single Sunday, we're going to need volunteers here to greet people at the gate. And the same will happen for Johannesburg. All right. Any new first time visitors? Can you just lift your hands for me? Nobody knew, one or two, thank you. You're just going to ask the ushers just to send a, um, out some forms. I'm not going to harass you every hour, I'll harass you every second hour, but just want to get your details and make sure that you're fine. All right, 100%. Are you excited to be in the house of God? Now, there's a lot I want to say today, and I pray to God, and I will get everything in, into one batch. All right, who has been blessed by the faith... Um, teachings that I've started teaching two weeks ago who can really say that something has stirred up maybe you saw miracles breakthroughs in some areas of your life since I started preaching on on faith come shout breakthrough come on one more time you can do better than that faith city hallelujah now you you, you can never speak about faith faith you can't speak about faith without speaking about relationship I want you to understand God is in relationship something that the Lord showed me clearly with Moses he said I spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. All right. As a man speaks not to his slave, as a man speaks to what? His friend. So this means that God, even in the Old Testament, Testament, under the Old Covenant, even before the law, God had a plan that he wants to, he wants to be a friend to man. If I, if I say friend, I'm not speaking to God like I speak to my friends. But I, it means that I have the access to God, that I have the access to my friends. And I understand that God is in friendship. God is not in religion. He's in relationship. Say relationship. From that relationship, what happens is you, you get a love for God that you can never get for a man. You can never get that for a woman. It's a different kind of love. It's a, it's a falling in love. Come on, help me out. Who remember that song? I keep falling in love with him over and over and 
over again. I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. It gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what love between the Lord and I. I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. It gets sweeter and sweeter. I like that. As the days go by. Oh, what love between my Lord and I. I keep falling in love with him over and over again. Listen. It gets sweeter and sweeter as what? As the days go by. It means every single day of my life, I fall more in love with him. I want to say this to you now. I pray that the Holy Spirit will help me today because I, I, last night even in prayer, I was just in tears. I was crying for hours non-end. I couldn't stop crying. The glory of God is just there and I feel that same presence right now. But there's such a price that we're going to have to pay if we neglect our time with God. There's a price for neglect. Who hears me in this building? Wave at me. There's a price for neglect. You have to make sure that you spend time with the Lord. I said this to the Lord a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. I said to the Lord, Lord, I must. It's not I want to, it's a must. I must be in your presence. I must, I must find you. Because your word says, if I seek, I will find. This means, Lord, if I seek you, it's promised that I will find you. I can't just pray. I have to find him. I can't just ask. I have to find him. Is somebody listening to me in this building? I, I have to be with him. Listen, it's, it's, it's not enough for me just to feel goosebumps. It's not in, enough for me just to have a, a feel-good message. I have to. You don't hear me. I need somebody that's crazy like Vessel Dubrain. I must be with him. I must experience his holiness. I must. Without it, without it, we are wasting time. So many people go to church because they want to make their conscience feel good. I've been in church. Church is not, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to help you experience God on the next level. I want you to experience God more and better than you've experienced him last week. The word of God must penetrate your very soul. It must penetrate your very being. As I said this to somebody this morning. I said, people drive to church. Do you know that you do not drive with your own petrol? It's not your petrol. It's not your gas. The petrol is his. Oh, how can you say that? I've been working. Well, if, if God didn't keep you sane, didn't keep you healthy, and didn't keep you in that job, you would not have a job. And by the way, the Bible says the earth and the fullness belongs to God. It's not yours. It is His. The car that you're driving is His. Come on. The, the clothes that you have on your back is His. Everything is His. And when you start to surrender your life out of relationship with Him, something happens. There's a faith that is being built on the inside of you. And do you know what? Let me tell you. Then you walk with God out of experience. People can't tell you anything else. Listen, I want to start off with this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Let me get that from the word go. He is never changing. He's not going to change because people's opinions are changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same Jesus Christ that walked on the shore, the same Jesus that walked on the sea, is still alive and he's still the same right now. He's still saving, he's still healing, and he's still delivering. I've seen people when you start to pray in tongues, people don't like us praying in tongues. Do you know why? Because the devil knows he's confused when children of God pray in tongues. You don't even know this, that the faith is being built when you pray in tongues. Because then it's not you praying. Come on, it's your spirit that connects with God's spirit. A lot of people, and this is one thing that I'll start to teach in this church. When the, I promise you that it's going to be this year. It's going to be in the next, 
let's say two months if God allows it, I'm going to teach you on the giftings of the Spirit of God and what the gift really is because people are crazy. Oh, the, the tongues have ceased, then salvation ceased also. You're on your way to hell. You know, if tongues ceased, salvation ceased. He's the same yesterday, today and forevermore. Paul says, pray in all occasions in the Spirit. All occasions. It means when you're in your car, you pray in the Spirit. When you get to church, you pray in the Spirit. And when you wait for the uitleg, not the uitleg nodig nie. You pray in the Spirit. It's a prayer language. You pray unto God. And it stirs your faith. Now, the longer you spend time with Him. It's crazy people that serve the Lord. And then after 10 years, they, fell, they fall out of love with Him. Instead of falling in love, I keep falling in love. I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over. And out of that relationship, my faith is being built. Shout glory. glory. Now I want you to get uh, your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36. I want you to write down what I'm going to teach today. I'm going to continue on the faith series. And I want to say this just quickly to you that People ask me, how long do you prepare for your sermons? Well, I'm going to give you an answer. My whole life. What I give to you on a Sunday is not something that I, it's my whole life. It's preparation my whole life. And again, it's not a job. This is a calling. I didn't choose to be here. He chose me. All right? It's a calling. Say with me, it's a calling. So what I'm giving you today, it's not something that's just thumbs up. It's something that I have to walk in. It's something that in the secret place, and this is what people don't understand. People like the, the upper room, but people don't like the secret place. The secret place, when you come out of the secret place, it, it becomes the upper room. And in the secret place is where you get things from God. This is where you hear God speak. And this is what I want you to say. All right, so hear me. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 to verse 37, it says, But I say to you, this is Jesus, by the way, that for every idle word man may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you'll be condemned. Let's go back to the first one. But I say to you that for every idle word, now, I want you to borrow me your eyes quickly. The day is coming. That every single person, not just in this building, but around the world, will have to give accountability before God. Jesus said for every idle word, this means for every single word that has proceeded out of your mouth, you're going to have to give accountability for in that day. Now we also understand that the Bible says everything that is not of faith is sin. Alright, just, just keep me there. So it says for every idle word, it says for because through your words you will be justified. And through your words, you will also be condemned. Now, I want to say that again. And I want you to bottom your eyes again. You're going to have to give accountability for what you've said. Behind closed doors, he knows what you've said. Before, he knows what you say. What I'm saying now, I'm going to have to give accountability for one day. So he says, for every idle word, man will give accountability. So everything that you've said during this week, you're going to have to stand before God one day. It is recorded. He knows exactly what you've said. And this is why, if you have to speak, you have to speak faith. Because if it's not faith, it is sin. Now, by the way, it's free, it's free in this building. You can, you can shout hallelujah. Can I talk my ears to amen? Ooh, that's lekker. That's a, that's a private joke free of charge, right? But in any case, it's all right to shout. It's all right to dance. It's all right to run, all right? And please, if you get bored, come here. I'll lay hands on you. 
and then you'll be all right for the next, all right. Hallelujah. So it's, it, scripture is very clear that you're going to have to give accountability for every single word that, we, that you speak. For, do you know, everything that is came through nothing. God spoke something, a word into existence, something that he wasn't. There wasn't an earth, there wasn't heavens, and suddenly God spoke a word, and everything that is came to life. Think about this. The word light and the substance light was in his mind. Let, let me ask you a question. When God spoke, and maybe this is too deep for you, maybe I'm preaching to the giraffes today, but just try to follow me. When God said, let there be light, how did the universe know what light is? If, 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 if God said, let there be earth, and boom, here's the earth. Now, by the way, it wasn't Mother Nature that created everything. I want to tell you, your 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 ear froze more. All right? If she says that you come from the art mensen and say for you, I can't hear your family so good, but my mensen. Always come from the art All right? I come from a long lineage of kings. I am royalty. My father created everything. So, so you have to understand, if my father created everything, everything belongs to him. If everything belongs to him, everything belongs to me. Hallelujah. So he says, by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. So when God spoke a word, he said, late, just late, let it be light, and bang, there's light. Everything happened when he spoke a word. But did you know that God gives us the same authority to speak things into existence that is not? Again, I, I like to say that. People say, are oh, you a name it, claim it guy? I'm a believe it, receive it guy. The Bible says, if I believe it, I can receive it. When can I receive it? Not next year, right now. For God is the God of the now. If you believe that, put your hands together and give Jesus a shout of praise. So if every word that, that, that we speak, we're going to have to stand before God one day. You know, every time that you've complained to your wife and said, I don't want to go to church this morning, you're going to have to give accountability. Every time you told your husband, you filthy thing. You fuck, you're going to stand before God. Every single time that you have been disobedient to your parents, you're going to have to give accountability. So the Bible says, so every word that proceeds out of our mouth, from, the, from our words, we are justified but also condemned. Now, hear me quickly. So God spoke a word, let it be light, and light came into being. So in God's mind, God has a now mentality. Say with me, now mentality. God never, I can't find it in scripture that he said that one day I have got a vision that there will be light. No, he spoke it into existence. He said it's time for light to come and bang, there was light. He said let us create man in our image, in our likeness. He didn't say 20 years from now in a new, in a, you know, when, when technology changes, we're going to create man. No, he is creation. I said he is creation and this is why he just spoke it. I said this is why he just spoke it. I can continue telling you things. He, the scripture spoke about Ezekiel, how God anointed Ezekiel. He took him to the valley of full of dead and dry bones. And he said to Ezekiel, prophesy. What does this mean? It means command these dead things that you see to come alive. Command the things in your life to change. This is why Jesus even said, tell that mountain. Not speak about your mountain, but you tell that mountain, be thou removed. And if you believe it in your heart without any doubt, it shall happen for you. Now, I need some crazy people because I'm going to teach you on crazy faith this morning. I need crazy people that believe with all of your hearts that God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword. I, I, I want to ask you, put on Hebrews for us quickly. I want to just share this. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, and then I'm going to preach. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? 
I think I'm in the wrong church this morning. Where's Faith City's people? Where's the exciting people when they hear about the Word of God? Now, I want you to hear me before I'm going to read the Scripture. God's Word is not like a favor. It's not a favor that tickles your ears or tickles your fancy. No. The Bible says the following, for the Word of God is living. I like that. Living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Do what? piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and of joints and of marrow and the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart now i want you to keep it on i want to do this again for the word of god is living say with me living you can do better than that why is the word of god living the word of god is living so that whatever the word has been released for and spoken for must come to pass this means that the word of god is not dead it's alive say with me the word of god is alive this is why I'm so alive every single Sunday. This is why you, I look like an energizer bunny running up and down. Because there's a living word and a living truth on the inside of my heart and on the inside of my spirit. It says God's word is living. Again, shout living. This means that whatever God speaks must come to pass. Listen, I don't care what Google says or what your imagination says. I'm telling you what the word of God says. His word, when it goes out, it must perform what it has been sent for. Can I preach this to somebody? What does this mean? This means if God declares healing, healing must take place in your mortal body. If God says deliverance, you must be free. If God says blessing, you must have a blessing that, that will follow you every single day of your life. The doors of heaven must open up. The storehouse of heaven must release his blessings why because it's a living word it's not a word that was alive 2,000 years ago I want to say something that people are gonna think I'm nuts but the word of God is more alive today than it was 2,000 years ago because we are living in the time of acceleration Jesus Christ is coming back and he's coming back for what a glorious church what does this mean this means a church that is always on top and never the bottom a church that sees signs wonders and miracles a church that cries out to God and he answers with fire that's the kind of God that we serve maybe it's not for you this morning if I preach for two people and preach myself let heaven hear me my God's word is a living word but when I declare the name of Jesus a living word thinks is happening in your spirit whoa because he's a living Jesus he's a living Jesus just at the mention of that name demons are trembling why? Because he's the living word. John says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Shout living. It's a living word. It's not a date word. This is why when I preach this heart to you, there's something stirring up on the inside of you. Because it's a living thing. When the word goes out, the word of God doesn't bring unity. Read the scripture. It brings division. Because the word does, does two things. It either sets people free or it offends people. But Jesus says, you know that in the last days when people get offended easily. For anything, they get offended. If they don't like the color blue, like that light is shining, they're not coming back to church because it should have been purple. Who cares? Where is the Christians that can say, it's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live unto the glory of God. This is why the Christians are today are the defeated. Do you know why? Because they run around to churches wherever it's, it's, it's nice for the ears. 
I don't even care if I walk into a church if people know me. I want to know the truth and nothing but the truth. For the truth shall set me free. Because when I get that truth, I go home. And do you know what happens? Things start to change. I walk Monday morning in my job. When you walk into your office, there's a loving word on the inside of you. And the dead things around you must make way. My God, if you can open up the Red Sea for Moses, how much more for us when we have the living word on the inside of us? Where you go, doors open up. It's living and it's sharper. It's a sharp word. It pierces. Glory to God. It pierces. Do you know how sharp the word of God is? This is why there's no demon, no, no witchcraft, no witch greater than the word of Jesus Christ. The Bible says Jesus casted out demons with what? With water? No. With a word. But you know, today people can't cast them out. This is why we have the gimmicks in the churches that we have. Because we have to put our emphasis on the gimmicks instead of the truth of God's word. I want to tell you, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm young, but I'm an old soul when it comes to the word of God. I like the old time preaching. I like the old time faith. If Jesus didn't do it, I don't want to do it. I've never seen Jesus giving people water to drink for deliverance. Bull twang. The scripture says he spoke a word. And with a word, demons were fleeing in seven different directions. Come on, is somebody listening to me? Oh, everybody's just waiting for the gold dust to fall. My God, my God. To him belongs all the silver and all the gold. If I have him, I have everything. It's time that we understand the word of God is sharp. It's a sharp word. It's a sharp word. Last night I spoke to the Lord and God gave me something clear, clear as day. When you preach this word, heart, and in right, you divide it right. Now, I, I don't know if you haven't noticed, this is not a seeker-sensitive church. We're not seeker-sensitive, we are Holy Spirit-sensitive. We can have a hundred people on fire for the Lord. In actual fact, I want to tell you, if, 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 if Gideon had 300, he had 32,000, didn't Lord said, now I'm going to bring a... I'm going to bring a church split. You guys are far away from me. Eventually it's 10,000. God says, what are you doing? I can't do anything. You're going to take the glory. 300 left. You need 300 people. You need 30 people. You need three people on fire for the Lord. You know, I heard, I heard a guy said, a preacher, he said he had a, a very large church. And this is a true story. No, no jokes. He said he had about 22,000 people coming to church on a Sunday. He said, and uh, he spoke to the Lord one day and God said, are you happy about your church? He said, Lord, I'm very happy about this church. Look at it, 22,000 people. We are growing. And uh, the Lord said to him, do you know there's only 10 going to heaven? He said, Lord, what? The Lord said, there's only 10 saved. Everybody else is going to church because they just have a feel-good message. You preach grace, but you don't preach it with truth. You make people feel good. It's time to preach the truth. He said he got out after his conviction of the Holy Spirit started preaching. He said, the next Sunday... There was about 100 left out of 22,000 because the word of God was too hard. He says now he doesn't have a bigger church. He's got, a, he's got about 200 people. He says, but the Lord showed him one service. He walked out and a light, he started seeing lights on people. And the Lord says, wherever you see the light, those are saved. And he said he saw a church full of lights because now the people are saved. People are no longer just happy. They are saved. I said they are saved. Now you can have a mega church. But you have to preach the mega truth. Mega truth. I said mega truth. Mega truth. 
Because I don't know what some guys read, but the Bible says if I teach you, your blood is on my hands. I have to tell you what is right. My God. That's the biggest thing that people don't understand, the responsibility that people carry when you give the word. So let's go. It says it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing. Now, do you know the right translation doesn't say two-edged sword. It says a two-edged tongue. It speaks about God's tongue and my tongue. It says so the word of God can do something. It can bring such revelation and such power when the word of God is on his tongue and the same word is on my tongue. My dad always said this. He says the word in God's mouth or the word in my mouth is exactly the same as the word in God's mouth. If I, this is what people need to, to hear me quickly. Jesus says, I give you the power of attorney. Whatever you bind, this means whatever you say, I'll approve in heaven. Whatever you rebuke, I will stop it. This means a power of attorney. If I have faith in my heart, crazy faith, I can call things that is not though they are, and it must happen for me. Because that's what the word of God does. Shout hallelujah. Now I want to go into a little bit craziness. I, I started trying to build up a foundation, and I'm going to go into some crazy preaching. God spoke to Noah. He said to Noah, Noah, I want you to build an ark. <clears throat> I want you to make sure that your family is saved. Because I am tired of the wickedness of the earth. And the earth is coming to nothing. I'm going to destroy the whole earth. By the way, Noah wasn't a boat builder. He didn't know what it means to build, build boats. But here's God telling him, I want you to build an ark because it's going to rain. First of all, he never seen rain in his whole life. He doesn't know what rain is. He doesn't know the effects of rain. The scripture says it hasn't rained on the earth yet. Noah's got no cooking clue what rain is. Imagine you've got no sense what rain is and suddenly I tell you it's time to build an ark because rain is coming. You're going to say, this man is nuts. What is rain? Can you explain to me first of all what is rain so that I know what I can build off? Now, Noah didn't have any idea what an ark is. Noah just had a word from God. You can sit in this building and say you've got faith. Unless you have obedience, you've got no faith. You need obedience. It's quiet again. If Noah could have said, I've got the faith to build an ark. But the fact is that he was obedient to God and that proved that he had faith. It's going to rain. Now, I, I, I believe with all my heart that Noah had to tell the people, hey, brothers and sisters, you better get your affairs in order for it's coming. The day's coming, it's going to rain. And people laughed at him and said, this guy is crazy. There's no such thing as, as rain. Now, think about this. The Bible teaches us about he built the ark for at least 100 years. Every single day he woke up, every single morning he woke up, what did he do? He didn't change the plan. He didn't went on another route. No, he went back and he built the ark. Amen. Think about this. Where do you get that in scripture? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. The Bible says that Noah was about 500 years old in that year that he started building the ark. The scripture says that after the ark, it was about in the 600 years. So it's about 100 years in between. So it took him 100 years to build something that God told him. Now I want you to hear me right now. This is how crazy faith works. Crazy faith don't know what's left from right. But you've got a word from God in your spirit. And you know the one who told you that. His word is alive and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. He cannot lie. If he tells me to do something crazy, I'll do it. Now imagine a hundred years, he didn't, he didn't move away from the plan. He stood his ground and he was building. And the, for a hundred years, the church ridiculed him and said, this man is crazy. Get into the boat, the rain is coming. Oh, this guy is nuts, what rain? He doesn't know what he's talking about. But this is what people don't understand. In the one season, it looked crazy. 
what's looking crazy to you now in one season will be called faith in the next season. Did you get that? They called him crazy one season, but the next season he was called a man of faith, a man that was walking with God. Have you noted that the scripture says that Noah walked with God? It wasn't just Enoch, it was Noah too. Noah couldn't be, couldn't be called a man that walked with God unless he had faith. I want to ask you a question. How many people read the scripture and you've got all these heroes of faith? You look at Abraham, you look at Isaac, you look at Jacob, you look at all the heroes of faith and you think to yourself, oh, this is good. We had some heroes of the faith. But don't you understand that we should be one of those heroes of the faith? Don't you want your children to say, my dad was a man of great faith. My mom was a woman of God who had such crazy faith. How do you want people to, under, to know you when the day that you're no longer here? I want people to know that this man had crazy faith. Every single time people tell me you can't do something, I want to show them how extraordinary big my God is. You see, faith cannot fail unless you have received the revelation from God. It's time to build the ark. I don't think you've gotten this. A hundred years the Lord built in him faith and revelation knowledge. He saw rain before it rained. How do you build something that you've never seen before without revelation knowledge? This is why a lot of people lack faith because they don't have truth. You want to raise the dead, you better get revelation knowledge from the Lord. I've seen this is why a lot of people have to fake the day. They have to fake the injury because there's no revelation knowledge from God. There's no truth. And so there's no truth, no, no, no revelation. They can't release faith for that situation. Crazy faith tells you to build when you don't know how to build. Crazy faith tells you to prepare when you don't know how to prepare. Crazy faith tells you, listen, crazy faith will always be ridiculed. People always say, you've nuts, you've lost your mind. I have lost my mind. I've gained the mind of Christ. Come on, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. It must be crazy. A hundred years of building an ark for something he has never seen in his life and people call him crazy. Come, where's the crazy bunch? One season they will say it's crazy. The next season they will say, wow, that was faith. Maybe I'm speaking to people right now. You sit in this situation. Your situation seems crazy. People ridiculous all around. But the season is shifting. Let me tell you, what you're going through right now, it will pass. It may pass like a kidney stone, but it will pass. <laughs> it. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Now something about the word of God. This is why I always get people to get excited about the word. Because there's some people that will receive the word. Some people look at you like, I wonder where he gets his suit from. It's a, bit, it's a bit warm in this building, eh? Yes, it's a big place. Oh, when is he finished? And then some people say, Lord, I'm hungry for the word of God. I'm taking everything, Lord. Oh, God, if it comes out of that mouth, I'm taking it, Lord, for your word is living. It's living, Lord. I don't want to leave this building without snatching up the word for myself. You have to do me a favor. Look around you. Look for the hungriest person in this building and become more hungry than them. And God will do something crazy in your life. So God spoke to me clearly and he said, if you, if you agree on walking in crazy faith, a messenger angel of Satan will come to buffet your life. I've seen it in my life. 
I promise you this, in the name of Jesus Christ, the hour is here, the more holier you will live, the more the enemy will try to destroy you. You better hear me right now. But this is why the end time movement is not for the sissies. It's for those who believe of all of their hearts that there's a reward. There's a reward. I was at my son and my, my girl's school and I was walking in the racetrack where they, they were running. So I was, as I was walking in between the lines, I heard the Spirit of God say to me, I want you to run this race. Don't give up now. You've got every mean. You, you've got all the right to give up, but I don't want you to give up now. I want you to see that there's a price. And if you run this race, you will not finish it. You will not finish it low. You will finish it on top. And you will have a faith that people, my goodness, listen, I want to carry that kind of faith that when you speak to me, you want to say, I need to start that business. Oh, I need to run with what God has said because my faith must come upon you in such a powerful way that you might say there's nothing impossible for my God listen this is why we as Christians can say for my God nothing shall be impossible because we are not a Hindu we are not Muslims for their God everything is impossible but not for my God my God is living he's alive Officially, you can't speak about the Muslims. You have to respect. I'm telling you this again. Vessel Dubrain approves this message. There's only one way, and Jesus Christ is His name. He's living. He's living. I have to have a living faith on me, a crazy faith. I've been called crazy many times in my life, trust me. But the next season, people say, well, this guy's really a guy of faith. He's really a man of faith. God doesn't give you a vision and a dream for you to sit on it. God gives you a dream and a vision so that people can call you crazy in one season. So that the next season he can show the world how big, how marvelous, and how wonderful he is. Listen, the scripture says, if you believe it. Have you noticed the Bible doesn't say you have to have a master's degree? You have to have matric. Okay, I'm going to turn. He says you have to believe. If you believe it. You'll see the glory of God. Tell your wife next to you, I believe it. Tell your husband, I believe it. So no, I had such crazy faith. He woke up every single morning and received a, a word from the Lord. I can imagine a hundred, when he stepped into the ark, he said to himself, a hundred years ago, I received the word from God. And it's now coming to pass because I refuse to give up. I refuse to listen to the naysayers. Because you have to surround yourself with people of faith. You can't allow every single word that proceeds from your mouth, man will have to stand and give accountability. You can't allow people to speak negative around your life. You'll become negative. You have to allow yourself with people of like-minded, like faith, that will push you and say you can do better. We, I believe in you. I believe there's some substance on the inside of you. Because now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You've got now faith. Come on. I said you've got now faith to do what God has called you to do and nothing can stop it. Think about this. Nothing can stop it. For the word of God is sharp. Hallelujah. It's truth. Nothing can stop you. Thinking about Isaac today. The scripture says that Isaac was in a land that was full of famine. What happened? God said to him, I want you to stay here. So first of all, he received the word from God. He received revelation. I want you to stay here. I don't want you to depart from this land. So into this land in the same year you'll reap a hundredfold. What happened? He became obedient. He stayed in that land. He sowed in that land. And in that same year he reaped a hundredfold reward. Now I want you to do me a favor. Look at Deuteronomy. 28 and verse 1. And now I want you to put your finger at Hebrews 11 verse 1. And I want you to understand what the scripture says. I'm going to start off with Hebrews 11, then we're going to turn to Deuteronomy 28. Hebrews 11 verse 1, Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 says the following. 
Hebrews starting off, now faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things not seen. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 starts off with now. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God and, com and obey his commandments, then he says this blessing shall come upon you and it shall overtake you. Now let me quickly explain that. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says what? Now faith. Say now. now. Say again now. now. But Deuteronomy 28 also says now. So Hebrews speaks about faith. Deuteronomy speaks about obedience. Both instances the scripture teaches us now. And now revelation. What means is that if you have, if you say that you are obedient to God, but you, you have delayed what he said to you, it's not obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Let me say that again. Delayed obedience is disobedience. There's only one form of obedience, and that's now. That's an act instantly, an instant knowing that God has said it, and I'm going to put him to the test. And I promise you, in the name of Jesus Christ, you're listening to me, that God will prove himself mighty. He will show himself strong when you start to obey the voice of God. So the Bible teaches us that faith and obedience walk hand in hand. Both is in the now. Oh, I'm teaching something right now. Both is in a, in a reality called the now. Nothing is future. Obedience can't be future. Obedience can't be past. Faith can't, it can't be future. That's trust. That's hope. Faith is now. So the Bible teaches us both, both realities must, you have to have a revelation of a now reality. This means that when I'm obedient, I have to listen to him now. If you feel the unction to do something, you have to do it now. Because when you do it now, do you know what happens? You start to grow in faith. So now faith. Faith is not the substance. Now faith is the substance. Shout now faith. It's the substance of the things hoped for. You know what happens with now faith? Now faith brings clarity. And it brings image. And it brings vision to what you can't see. The Bible says everything that is created was created through something that we can't see. Did you get that? So now faith brings substance to the things that we've hoped for. It brings evidence to things that is not seen. This means that faith has got nothing to do with what you can see. If you can see it, you don't need faith. If you can touch it, you don't need faith. If it's in your bank account, you don't need faith. If it's in your reach, you don't need faith. Faith is something... That will bring substance to the things that you can't see. The things that you hope for. The things that you want. Faith is a reality. In the now. That God will act. Now. If I step out in faith and obey him. So what does the Bible say? Now if you diligently. That betekent deeglik. Deeglik na God luister. The blessings will not just come to your house. It will overtake you. Now, <laughs> you didn't hear me. It will overtake you. This means if I walk this way, there's a blessing. If I walk this way, there's a blessing. If I go this route, there's a blessing. It will overtake me everywhere where I am. There's a blessing that will overtake me and it will come upon me. And then he says, blessed will you be. Come on, this is what faith says. Faith says, I am blessed in the field and I'm blessed in the city. Come on, faith says, I'm the head and I'm not the tail. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. Faith says that I am blessed beyond the curse. Faith says when I stand up, I'm blessed. And when I sit down, I'm blessed. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody. Faith says even though they come against me, they will not win me over. 
5 says, A thousand may fall to my right and 10,000 to my side, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes will I see it. Come on, that's what 5 says. 5 says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 5 says that I'm never alone. 5 says if I believe it, I can receive it. 5 says whatever you ask me in my name and believe it, I will do it for you. Come on, 5 says what Luke says, that for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be too hard for him. But you have to have a crazy mentality and people say you are crazy crazy in one season but faith in the next shout hallelujah if you're one of the crazy people am i preaching to the right crowd i always seen that how it works with faith when it comes to faith most of the times you got no idea why god tells you to do what you have to do no idea you've got no clue god prepared me for the nations of the world when i was Five years old. Now eight years old. Eight years old. I was eight years old when God prepared me for the nations of the world. I didn't knew that. I didn't knew that God is what God is God is doing. I thought that I just like flags, different nation flags. That's what I thought as an eight-year-old. I like flags of the world. But I didn't know what God was preparing an ark. <laughs> he was preparing something in me. Lord, how can a guy from South Africa travel to 195 nations i was in an i was in a in a country of uh, somewhere in the world that i was preaching before i preached they introduced me they say we've got vessel to brain all the way from the usa so i took the mic i said i'm actually from south africa do you know what the guy said what good can come from south africa so i said lord i'm crazy in one season but lord there's a faith in the next hallelujah and do you know what I, I want to quote that again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I have to do that again. The Word of God is quick to perform what has been sent for. Say quick to perform. So it says, the Word of God is quick and it is powerful and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Why is it powerful? It's so powerful to bring high things down. This is why when God sets your foot, you are bringing things down. Everything that comes against you and your family, you've got the authority and the faith to say in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm pulling it down. It will not come to me in my house. We are the blessed of the Lord. That's what faith says. Faith says that my God shall provide even if there's a famine. Faith says that God shall provide your need even if you stay in South Africa. Faith says that my God shall supply all of my needs according to His riches and His glory. Even when my job closes down, He is still the great I am. He's the same yesterday, come on today and forever. Faith says that I have commanded a raven to feed you. Faith says I have already commanded the widow to take care of you. You don't fear for nothing. If you have have crazy faith listen to the unction of the spirit of god he will never leave you he will never forsake you shout yes if you believe that i feel a heavy heavy anointing in this in this building i can't i feel a stirring in my spirit listen you can you can again look at this, the, the roof and think, oh, nice building. Or you can say, my God, this word is for me. I'm not leaving this place, Lord, not without the manifestation of your spirit. Not without the manifestation of this word. Faith. I promise you, I was in situations in my life, crazy situations. I'm thinking about a few. You know how many times, especially in the healing ministry, how many times God asked me to do crazy things. It might sound crazy to people. I stood in a, in a building. There was a woman in front of me. The one day she had stomach cancer. The Lord said to me, take your fist and push it into her stomach. I said, Lord, this is a woman. She's got cancer, stomach cancer. He says, do it. 
I said to a woman, can I, can I touch your stomach? Sure, sure. Boom! And she looked at me like that. I said, oh, oh. Because in South Africa, I'll box you back. You will do? So, and she looked at me like this. She says, my pain is gone. I said, hang on. She said, I can't, she can't keep food down. I said, don't worry. Bring me food to eat, please. I said, LeBron, bring for course to eat. And it stays. So one day, I was standing in front of a deaf person. The Lord said, I want you to put your finger, push it into that eardrum. So I'm pushing the finger. Now my finger is stuck. And I, oh my good, I pushed it. I'm just playing the part. Hello. <laughs> and so when I said in the name of Jesus, like, it was like, it was a pop. And I thought, oh my word. Ah. Vasilis, cop off, cop off. But this person shouted, I can hear, I can hear, I can hear. God has never ever, I, I, I've seen it two times in my life. One I've shared on Facebook. I've seen it two times in my life where people were pronounced dead or the machines keeping them alive. And we walk into the room and ask, what do you feel? So I feel a fire. I can't explain. Amen. There's a fire in my bed. I can't explain. Uh, one, one guy, I, I spoke to him. I said, I, come, I said to him, that spirit of death, I said, I rebuke you. Let him go. And I told that man, mentioned his name, I said, come back in the name of Jesus. And he's alive today. And by the way, by the way, I don't want to put people on the spot, but um, his family is here, right now, in this building. And what I want to, why do I say this? Because God called me to be crazy. Very crazy. Very crazy. I feel a heavy anointing for craziness in this building. I believe that God is going to impart some crazy things to people's lives in this place. Come on, shout crazy. crazy. Come on, one more time, crazy. crazy. How many times my wife and I, we, we planned on doing something, and then God steps in and says, that's not what you're going to do with that. So, but Lord, we had plans. I don't care about your plans. I've got bigger plans. And then you step out in craziness, and you do what God tells you to do. I've been ridiculed. I've been told by many preachers, you will never make it in South Africa. Many told me, many came before you, many failed before, you will not make it. But what I also know is that the devil comes in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> I know that the devil is a lion, there's no truth in him. Come on, somebody needs to hear me. If the devil tells you you've got a bad month, he's actually trying to tell you you've got a good month. He can't tell you you're going to have a good month because he's a liar and there's no truth in him. When he tells you that you're not going to live long, what he's actually trying to tell you, that the Lord has promised you a good life and a long life, but he can't say that to you. Can I explain something to you quickly? Think about the following. The Bible says God spoke to Elijah. He said a famine is coming. That's not something that a man of God wants to hear or prophesy. If I tell you, hey guys, this is the word of God, the family is coming, goodbye. You're not going to like that word. People want to know, how much is God going to bless me? How much does he love me again? Well, that's what people want to hear. So God tells him, there's going to be a drought. Yes, Lord. But don't worry. I've taken care of you. I have commanded ravens to come and feed you. Now I like that. That's crazy faith. He didn't hear me. He goes to the desert. Crazy. God says, don't worry. 
Go on with your daily life. I will not forget you. My God, that's covenant. Don't, don't worry what I said about you. Don't worry what Jezebel is trying to do. I got you. You're mine. I'm, I'm speaking to somebody. You don't even catch that. Don't worry what you're going through right now. Don't worry what you see. Don't worry, don't worry about the economy. I have commanded a raven. So there's ravens that received revelation knowledge. Oh my God. There's revelations that obeyed the voice of God. Now the Bible says that if you diligently obey the voice of God, that the blessings will overtake you. So when the ravens obeyed God's voice, what happened? God blessed them. Prove that. While there was water where Elijah was. Did I get that? There was a, there was, there was a, a drought uh, across the nation, but wherever Elijah was, there was water. So God said, ravens, obey me, and there's water coming your way. So as they dropped the food, they got some water. So God even took care of the ravens because of obedience. Imagine that. I said, imagine that even the ravens that obey God is a blessing for them. Crazy faith. Here comes the flap, flap, and the, the meat and bread, and they sort it out. And then God said to him something else. He said, the ravens is not coming no more, but I already commanded the widow to take care of you. People tend to forget about the widow. People tend to forget about the widow. The widow already received revelation knowledge from the Lord that there's a drought. But let me tell you, there's a man of God that needs help. And if you diligently obey me, you and your whole household will have more than enough. I want you to hear me right now. I believe this. In the name of Jesus, I believe this, that God already spoke to that woman, even in the time when he commanded the ravens to feed him. Why? Because God released truth to her. So that when the day comes when she saw Elijah, that faith, crazy faith jumped up on the inside of her. So the Lord said, I already commanded a widow. God already spoke to a widow. He said to that widow, I want you to make that man when he comes, give him water and bake him a cake. Lord, you know if I'm going to bake a cake, we're going to die. God says, no, I'm, I'm in the crazy business. If you're crazy, step out in crazy faith. You might say, well, where do you get that in the Bible? It's full of it. We're going to throw you in the furnace of fire lest you bow. We've got crazy faith. If God doesn't save us, so what? Then we die. But we refuse to bow. That's crazy faith. Daniel in the lion's den, he refused to stop praying because some wimp told him stop praying. And this is the problem of our Christians today. When they tell us stop praying, everybody stops praying. You know, when Daniel's life was on the thread, he st still had crazy faith and he still prayed. Today we've got liberty to pray and the church doesn't want to pray. The church wants to see God move, but there's no praying. The church wants to see God move, but there's no obedience. The church wants to see God move, but there's no faith. God only moves when there's faith attached. When God tells you to build an ark and you've never seen rain, you better get up and start building that ark. You don't have to wait for the rain. Hallelujah. I said, you don't have to wait for the rain. What happened when God said to, when, 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 when the Bible says that Elijah said, on my word, I like that, there will be no rain. And on my word again, rain will come. And when he said to his servant, he says, what do you see? The servant said, I see nothing. Eventually, he saw a cloud as big as a man's hand and he told the servant, that's good enough. You better go up, eat and drink for there's an abundance of rain coming. That's crazy, people. There's not a gray sky. It's a small cloud far away. But he says, it's enough. Prepare for rain. And do you know what happened? God had to honor his word. I don't believe, I don't believe you got this one. God will always honor his word over your life. But you need to be crazy and say, I'm going to command the rain to come. Even if it's just a cloud. 
it will be done. Amen. And rain came. I don't want to read through the Bible and say that man was a great man of faith. I want to be with a man of faith. You have to be that man of faith. Who says this morning, Lord, I want to be a crazy faith. I want to be, I want to be known as a man and a woman of God with crazy, crazy, crazy faith. Crazy faith. I'm one of them. Trust me. I always thought I've got faith. When I started off in ministry, I, I needed 3,000 rand to survive. My wife and I, we trust the Lord. If we have 3,000 rand a month, she was this any pound seats? Can I have a month? And uh, when God opened up the nations of the world, and I understood, the, listen, if I look back at 3,000 rand today, I said, Lord, where was the easiest? Back then, it was a mountain. Because God takes you from faith to faith. God never brings you to a place. Listen, if you yield to Him, if you submit to Him, if you obey Him, you'll always bring the provision. I want to say something, and I don't say this lightly. You can take it however you want. But if you, if you believe that I'm a man of God, you will not take this lightly. If you are in part of my ministry, not, listen, not a church hopper, please. Part of the furniture. It is impossible for you not to experience the favor that's on my life. Oh, you didn't hear me. It's impossible for God not to open up doors for you in your life. Uh, can, I, can I continue? It's impossible for you not to walk in the faith that I walk in. It's impossible. It's impossible for you not to pray for the sick and see them recover. Listen, the anointing on me must be on you. It means you don't have to wait for me to pray. You pray for those blind eyes and you see them restored. You raise the dead. You cleanse the lepers. Hallelujah. You, have, you, you can walk this week and say, Lord, I am part of the move of God. And because I'm part, I have access to that faith. Come on, whatever you honor, you have access to. What you dishonor, there's no access to. But what you honor, honor means you are planted, you're rooted. You have the same vision. You have the same mindset. And that will come upon you and on your life. When people look at you, they must say, I, I want your faith. I want your faith. This is why God said you call this place Faith City. Because there should be a city of faith. Because that is what honors God, is our faith in Him. Church of God, it's time. It's time to serve God radically. To serve God with craziness. People don't understand this. If God removes His hand from your life, your business is gone. Don't understand if He removes His life from you, your children are gone. It's time that the dads, men of men, I don't say men of God, men, become men of God again and show their children how to serve God. This is what we need in this generation, in this very hour, that God will raise up men of valor, men of faith, that will show their children the way. This is the way that we're going to serve God. The other night I had to drive with, with, with my son in a car to a shop and I turned to him, I said, I want to leave something with you. If I'm not there one day, these words must penetrate your soul. Always trust God with every ounce of your being. Walk in integrity and trust Him with everything and He will never fail you. I don't know why I said that to Him that night, but I did. Because I said, it's time that the next generation walk in the power of God. They said South Africa will be like Europe in the church world. Look around, people don't go to church every week. Every second week, the church is full. 
But I declare in the name of Jesus that there's a remnant of faith warriors that will run with the fire and the vision of God. And the church will grow. Why will the church grow? Because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I want to finish off by saying this. In 13 days of 2020, volcanoes erupted everywhere around the world. Everywhere. Did you know that? Everywhere. Right around the globe, volcanoes erupted in 13 days time. There was earthquakes in various places. Bushfires. People think just in Australia. Not just in Australia. China, at the moment, there's a disease in the country that, that grips people and they just fall dead. They die. Not stories, facts around the world. Jesus said if these things happen, look up for your redemption has drawn near. We are living, I don't want to say in the last days. I want to say we are living in the final minutes. You say, well, Vesta, I don't believe in the rapture. Stay, I'm going. You can stay here. I'm not staying here. I'm not staying here. Well, basically, the Bible says that we're going to inherit the earth. Yes, not this earth, the new earth, the new Jerusalem, the new earth that will come down from here, the new one. I'm going to inherit that one. Yes. And he will be with me forever, but not this corruption. He's coming back, people. I said, he's coming back. Oh, he's coming back. There's a handful of people that still preaches the rapture. Do you know why? Because people don't like to hear that Jesus is coming. He's going to take us in a twinkling of an eye. We'll preach this message. He's coming back. I believe in the rapture. Based on the brain that proves this message. I've read the Bible, by the way. Well, the Bible doesn't say rapture. Read the original Hebrew language and the text and understand. There's a, there's a, a time frame for the body of Christ to be taken away. And it's very, very soon. But until He comes... We're not gonna, just going to sit back. No, we're going to take territory. We're going to take this kingdom of God. We're going to take it by force. Come on, the world will know who they are dealing with. This year alone, we're going to Namibia. We are going to the USA. We are going to Canada. We are going to the Philippines. Canada opened up. Can you imagine? Going to the Philippines. Um, we're going to go to Ivory Coast. There's a, uh, there's, that's a few. We're going to go to England. Europe is busy opening up again. This, this, in one year, preach this gospel of Jesus Christ. In such power. I've said it to the Lord last year, we've reached 54 nations with the gospel. I pray to the Lord that this year we will reach 108. I want you to pray with us. You, again, there's a crowd that says, this guy's crazy. This season I might look crazy. But the next season you're going to say, that man is a man of faith. He's a man of faith. Souls. That's what we need. We need, we need to be kingdom-minded. We need to get souls into the kingdom of God. The time is at hand, people. Time is at hand. Do you enjoy this? Crazy faith. Build that ark. When God tells you to build that ark, even if, if you haven't seen the rain, you better build the ark. I think that, that song that says, I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? That was for Noah. I think the angel sang to him, I want to know, have you ever seen the rain? Coming down on a sunny day. So. What's the rain? I'm just building you. You built. Because Noah's faith was so crazy, he built something in a time of calm that will keep him in a time of storm. That's faith. 
When you're in one with God, can I tell you something that I'm done? When you're one in God, He shows you things to come before it even happens. He didn't hear me. He warns you of stuff. He told Noah, listen, there's rain coming. I'm protecting you. You've never seen the rain. That's fine. I'm giving you a word. I want to protect you. Noah walked with God. If you walk with God, the Lord will show you things. You, you toss and turn and, and toil. God spoke to me about two days ago and he said the day is coming when you stand before God. Money, businesses, ministry, cars, houses, and your job will mean nothing. It will mean absolutely nothing. If you haven't did something with the kingdom of God, it's time wasted. You waste time by worrying what people think, what people say, what people do. Don't worry. God will show you. If they plot against you, before they plot, <laughs> He will show you.